0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the "Say As It Is" with Pete podcast series. I'm Pete, your host, and each week I will bring you some frank and honest conversations covering various topics from learning and development, friendships, funding, HR, strengths, recruitment, ESG, well-being, EDI, employability, and much, much more. So let's get this week's episode underway and say as it is. Hi everybody, and welcome to a new season. That's right, season two of Say As It Is With Pete. So season one is done and dusted, packed up and put away. But don't worry, you can always go back Um, and listen to season one at any time Um, and I just want to say a very big thank you to the followers contributors and everyone that's been listening to the episodes and I'm quite surprised when I look at the statistics to see how many people are actually listening because I didn't think anybody would but you all are so I am eternally grateful for everybody making season one such a great success and thanks to um, the likes of Darren Christie and things to get involved on a couple of episodes and um, that was amazing so thank you so much but you know season two is here um, when I created this originally I was thinking of doing you know yearly seasons but I thought that was way too much and I wanted to break it down so hence why we're breaking it down into shorter seasons um, and only covering about 20 odd episodes um, per season so As we go into season two, um, there are some topics that we will be covering. And if you don't know how my episodes work or my um, show works, it's very simple. Um, Every month I will cover a certain topic um, and you are more than welcome to join those conversations and have some frank and honest conversations as we just say as it is around those topics. Now, the topic for this month is apprenticeship engagement. So August, we kick off on that topic and it's followed by September, As we look at creating a wellness culture, October around HR November we will look at T levels and December we will be back on our lovely ESG topic now if you want to get involved in any of those I know that there are some people that are so thank you very much and I've got some podcast calls booked in to record some episodes or future episodes but if you want to get involved in any of those topics um, and join the conversation then please like others have reached out or sent me questions to ask in episodes and various other things please do as more people that join in, the better, because I'm sure you don't want to keep hearing my dulcet tones, Um, but never mind. But if you do, hey, listen, I'm proud because um, you're all signed up to it and you're following and listening, so I'm happy that you are. So, As I said, August is about apprenticeship engagement. Now, if you didn't know, apprenticeship funding runs from uh, the 1st of August to the 31st of July. So we're in the educational or academic year. So as we kick off September into a new financial year for apprenticeships, the topic or the subject I'm looking at today is why apprenticeships matter in the UK. So let's not waste any more time and let's crack on with this very first episode of season two so today we're all about apprentice you in the world so well apprenticeships so get ready for a journey from history to the future and from universities to the workplace so buckle up all of you get ready so let's turn back time shall we no not a share reference although i do love a bit of share from time to time as i'm cleaning my flat and bobbing around and bobbing around the house or if it's in a good club mix that i listen to when i go to work happy days now we're diving into the rich history of apprenticeships in the uk Uh, the good old days hey where a master apprentice, well, was that? Where the master apprentice apprentice was like Batman and Robin, but with more tools and less spandex. So let's fast forward to today: the modern apprenticeship. So these aren't just your traditional blacksmith and carpentry gigs. We're talking about tech, finance, healthcare, doctors, nursing. We're talking about digital. We're talking about even undertakers. Um, There's a plethora of apprenticeships. Um, But what are they really? So think of it as a love um, child between classroom learning, and real world smacking in the face experience and you know look there are classroom experiences where if you want to do you know what you learn on an apprenticeship is very similar to what you learn in a college or a university but the difference is you're getting hands-on experience you're not just sitting in a classroom learning learning the theory um, but you're actually learning the theory and the practical so the knowledge of skills and behavior is you're in the workforce so that's why i reference it to as the real world smacking you in the face experience because hey it's real life out there so let's chats and benefits for our younger aspiring apprentices it's not about um, avoiding those hefty uni fees. Although that's a perk to this because doing an apprenticeship, you don't pay any university fees. And university fees are quite expensive, even with the cost of living. I know they get capped and you don't pay something back until you reach that cap on your earnings, but still a hefty fee, right? So it's also a chance for people to earn while you learn. Now, you probably heard that during most marketing and promotions, you do earn while you learn. So you're actually earning a decent wage while doing an apprenticeship but you can dive straight into the job market and frankly get a leg up on the career ladder without the usual stumbles now employers don't think i forgot about you because i haven't Um, now you get a tailored workforce trained your way and for the economy. Oh boy, where do I start? By 2022, um, the UK needed 28,000 people with higher level skills in the energy sector alone. That's a quote from the UK government. Hello, apprenticeships. Um, They're the answer to filling those gaps. Now, there are lots of gaps in the career or in, in, in industries. So why are we not looking at apprenticeships to fill them? Now, I know that there has been um, some bad things around apprenticeships in the past and, you know, some providers have not given us the best um, light of apprenticeships um, the various reasons and there is the old apprenticeships which we are you know get an apprenticeship done in four to six weeks and you know done no you don't learn anything in four to six weeks an apprenticeship is between 12 to 18 to 24 months depending on the the level and the qualification you're doing so if you're looking to fill gaps in the market let's look at apprenticeships now the age-old debate apprenticeships versus university. Mamma mia. So it's like comparing tea to coffee. Both have their merits and both give that boost that you need. Now, universities might have the parties, but apprenticeships, well, they give you the dough to throw your own parties but it's not all roses. There's been some shade thrown over the apprenticeships over time, as I've just said, and critics say they're not proper, um, or they're not proper education, or they limit career flexibility. To that, I say, beep, 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 have you tried one? Um, I don't have the sound effects of blocking out swear words, that's what it is, beep, beep, beep. Um, So remember guys, don't knock it until you try it and as i said so many people don't think that an apprenticeship worth it my god i've been in apprenticeships for so long now and i love apprenticeships and there is more meat to the bone in apprenticeships than there has ever been before and a lot of it is focused on the knowledge and the skills and the behaviors um and a lot goes into it i sit on trailblazers um you know i re look at our apprenticeships when i do them within my organization that i work for and i look at how we can boost them enhance them make them more you know enjoyable engaging it's the you know apprenticeships now are led by employers not providers now remember that if you're an employer a provider will come to you and offer you an apprenticeship for your organization but remember you've got as much say in that delivery and that apprenticeship as anything and if you're already delivering parts of what is in the apprenticeship little secret negotiate your charge rate yeah because every provider will charge the maximum and i know some people that are providers listen to this and i'm sorry i'm letting out the secrets but negotiate yeah now time for a bit of inspiration without naming names there's a certain billionaire without a degree but with an apprenticeship in his past started in a garage and now he's everywhere hint it's not who you think but it proves you can rise to the top so gazing into my crystal ball i foresee the future of apprenticeships so, with tech evolving faster than I can say Siri, play, say as it is with Pete, apprenticeships too are adapting. And my Siri has just clicked in on one of my phones, which is quite funny actually. I think it's clicked on my work phone. Now playing U2. There we But as you can see, he's playing U2, which I didn't want him to play. So, um, yeah. A little bit of a hiccup there, but never mind. Not going to say that out. But he's already picking up you too. So even Siri can't get it right because I told him to play my episode, and he's playing you too. Pretty weird. So going back, so with tech evolving faster than you can say Siri, play say with repeat. Apprenticeships are um, also fast adapting and changing, and apprenticeships are always in review. So I am going to say expect more in AI biotech and sustainable energy oh and the government initiatives are making them even more enticing um, and talk about an upgrade so as I say apprenticeships always being upgraded looked at reviews and everything else so okay so before I sign off here's a nugget of information or a little gold mine for you Um, or a little quote I should say I'm teasing you slightly Winston Churchill once said, I'm always ready to learn, but I do not always like being taught. So apprenticeships are exactly that, learning on your own terms. So consider them um, because they can help you progress in your role or entering into a new career or a sector. And there's no age limit to apprenticeships. Although I am gonna say this, in England, there's no age restriction. But in other places, there are. So I would say to go back um, to season one and listen to one of my episodes called, and it's episode four in season one, called Apprenticeship Funding, Fair or Not? Because it gives you information a little about about the age restrictions in funding and, you know, In England, there's no age restrictions. In Scotland, Ireland and Wales, there is slightly a restriction. So go back and have a listen to that episode. Now, as per my last podcast, I've had a bit um, more up my sleeve this time. So it's time for our listeners' corner. Now, did this on the last episode. Now, here's where we give a nod to your tales, queries and occasional oddball thoughts about our episode topics now i've had some uh, great questions from my network um, that have reached out to me about this episode and have thrown me some questions that they wanted to ask so here we go first up is jenny from leeds and she asked Pete, love the last episode, thank you very much. Um, But seriously, how do I convince my traditional family members that an apprenticeship in digital marketing might be better for me than a degree in Latin? Okay, well Jenny, um, tell them that while Latin's great at, um, you know, depicting uh, old scripts, digital marketing could make you the next influencer depicting algorithms. And digital marketing is taking off in apprenticeships really, really well, actually. So is gaming. And gaming is a, is a big thing. And there is an apprenticeship in gaming as well. So don't forget that one. Now, I have a question from Ollie from Brighton. And um, Ollie ponders, if I do an apprenticeship, does it mean I miss out on the uni experience? Oh, Ollie. The uni experience is one for the books. So I'm told I didn't go to uni, I just went straight to work. Or it's also for the bar recipients as well. But remember, while uni um, might give you freshers week, apprenticeships give you fresh cash every week. Um, but you can also link in with other apprentices via becoming a apprenticeship ambassador by the by the Apprenticeship Ambassador Network in London, or there are ambassador networks across the UK. Um, and I know Freshers Week, and I know people that have gone to college and uni have enjoyed that experience. That is amazing and great. But also, apprenticeships, as I say, you know, apprenticeships can give you that cash in hand. Earn while you learn. Because while you're sitting in college or uni, not that I'm against it, and I'm not, as a teacher and trainer, I'm not against universities. Do not get me wrong. But, you're going to get more hands-on experience doing an apprenticeship and earning while you learn than thinking, doing theories and practicals, and, uh, sorry, doing theories and less practicals. So yeah, I am very uh, much of an advocate for uh, work-based apprenticeships than rather going to college or uni. Sorry guys, but Ollie, I hope that helped. Um, And last but not least from Listener's Corner is Tara from Belfast. And Tara asked, how do employers view apprenticeships these days? That's a really great question. So Tara, a survey from the UK Department of Education found that over 80% of employers, as 80% of employers felt apprenticeships boosted productivity. So not only do they view them, um, they value them it's one way that employers find that hidden talent that they did not know that was out there so yes employers value them very very much and i value apprenticeships and you know i'm a great advocate and ambassador for apprenticeships and i believe in them i push them a lot i talk about them a lot um you know, and I, I think they're amazing. So, um, you know, there are a lot of employees out there that do value apprenticeships and see the value of them. So yes, Tara, as an employer, and for all the other employees out there, we really do view them and value them. So I hope that answers your question. And with those enlightening tidbits um, from our brilliant listeners that have sent messages in, so thank you again very much for taking part in those. Um, because the more questions that you ask me, and find my way on, you know, future episodes, or you have questions you want to ask, hey, listen, I'm happy to take them in listeners' corner. Um, so we're drawing the curtain on today's episode nearly now. Remember, life is full of choices, and always chase your passion so before I jump off um, I want to talk about an industry close to my heart and my stomach, um, and that is hospitality. As most of you know, I work within the hospitality sector anyway. Um, I've worked in the airline industry, I've worked in, in hospitality, I've worked in logistics, I've worked in retail, I've worked in many different sectors, but hospitality always keeps drawing me back, and that's where I currently work at the moment, within the hospitality sector. So, the UK's hospitality sector has been buzzing with apprenticeships, and there's a special corner I must shine a spotlight on and that is housekeeping apprenticeships. Sorry guys, not the chef apprenticeships, not the F&B apprenticeships, but the housekeeping apprenticeships. Yes, there is one. So hospitality apprenticeships are the unsung heroes. We're an island known for our top notch service of warm welcomes. And guess what? Can you guess? Okay. Excellent service so um, now it takes a lot of blood sweat and the occasional spilled beer behind the scenes to do what we do and a whopping 10 percent of the uk workforce is in hospitality and with the industry set to boom post pandemic um, we're looking at an apprenticeship gold mine right and you know people need to understand that there is a career in hospitality it's not just a part-time job but there is a career i started off at the bottom and look where i am now i am a head of department um, you know, or director of L and D, head of L and D, whatever you want to call it. I'm not fussing titles, but I head up my own L and D team for about three and a half thousand employees across 120 hotels across the UK. I cannot be more happier, and I've launched a new training academy, which I'm not going to say much apart from the word Aloha, and keep posted over the next couple of days, as I was supposed to announce it last week, but I'm delaying it slightly cheekily but keep an eye out to find out more about what aloha is and what i'm on about um so keep following me on linkedin to find out more about that but apprenticeships and hospitality are key right now and it also shows an amazing career path so as per the head of the uk hospitality kate nichols um, I heard her on the radio today on LBC and today being Sunday the 6th of August 2023 because I'm recording this episode the day before I release it she stated that the hospitality sector is just nearly back to pre-pandemic state and from my personal experience being out there in the field in hospitality we're well, there already it's crazy occupancy levels the first three weeks of 2023 was quite low. After that initial first three weeks, it's been booming and it's not stopped. Even throughout the summer, it's been extremely busy and busier than we would normally be. So hospitality is bouncing back tenfold. Now housekeeping apprenticeships, now they're not just about fluffing pillows and refilling mini shampoos, although I do have a certain fondness for those. These programs offer rigorous training in the art of guest experiences. We're talking quality checks, team management. We're talking about um, inventory. We are also talking about the real nuts and bolts of running a tight ship, or should I say, a tidy room. Now, remember, when you walk into a hotel room and everything just feels perfect, that's the magic touch of a professional housekeeper. Trained eye spotting the details, ensuring each guest feels like royalty. And with the apprenticeships focusing on this, we're breeding a new generation of housekeeping wizards. So it's also worth noting to our eco-conscious friends out there, many housekeeping apprenticeships now include sustainability training. So, the organisation I work for, um, I have teamed up with uh, Lee Hill at uh, The Learning Curve Group, and they have got some amazing apprenticeships that have sustainability built into the apprenticeship now. So, we're doing team member, or we're doing, um, we we, we renamed it to the the company name, but it's like Team Leader Supervisor Environmental Sustainability. So um, we've tweaked the wording slightly, um, but it looks at ESG, it's built in, and it makes our team members more aware of ESG and that sustainability element that is key within hotels. So it's not only, um, you know, they're making beds, but they're also making a difference. Less waste, more taste, and the taste of a job well done. So. For those who are contemplating hospitality or housekeeping apprenticeships, it's not just a job, it's an art form. And if you're in a hotel, sorry, not if you're in a hotel, but if you are a um, hotel or restaurant owner, these apprentices or apprentices are the ticket to stellar reviews and returning guests. So embrace them and take on more apprentices. But a warning from me, and this is a stark warning. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. um, You know, if you employ an apprentice, then please pay them the national minimum wage of 10.42 per hour or more. Okay. Not the current apprentice wage of £5.28 per hour. That's not what you pay. The apprentice wage for anybody's first apprenticeship is £5.28 per hour. That is shocking. And that's set by the UK government. And I am surprised by the UK government in this because you know I remember the apprentice wage being £3.20. Um, and it's only over the years got to £5.28. It is shocking. No one, no one should be paid £5.28 per hour. You cannot live on that in today's economy. And if you think if you're on a pay as you go meter and you live on your own in a one-bedded flat, you're probably spending about £3.50 a day on electric. So how is that gonna, so that's fine for £3.50 a day on electric, but then you've gotta think about bus fare, travel, rent, everything else. Now, I will say that you can go back and listen to season one, episode three, for my honest and frank conversation around the apprenticeship wage because I get quite vocal on that one and quite some in-depth information on how the current apprentice wage at 528 compares to how the current national minimum wage would look for an apprentice. And you'll find, and it was shocking when I did it, that already if you pay someone £5.28 per hour on an apprentice wage and pay them 30, and we we'll get them to work 30 hours a week, by the time you've looked at the cost of living and everything else that's currently out there and on, on available data, they're already a thousand pounds in debt. That's crazy. So, please, I empower you all to pay apprentices from ten pounds 42. Please stop paying five twenty eight. If you are, shame on you. I would never, never employ an apprentice at uh, at £5.28. It's ridiculous. I've seen some out there recently. I've seen some hotels do it. I've seen some offices do it. I've seen various companies do it. And they should be named and shamed as far as I'm concerned. Please, as an employer, embrace your apprentices. These are your future. These are the ones that are going to get your stellar reviews and your returning guests. These are your future leaders. So pay them right wage so my honest frank ran over there so alrighty let's crack on so with visions of perfectly made beds and those irresistible hotel biscuits that i just love and i can't get enough of them it's time to look at signing off for this week's episode now remember if you want uh, to show your support to housekeeping when staying in a hotel be kind to them and strip your beds that's it i'm telling you this little trick strip your beds before leaving and put your dirty bath towels and your dirty linen in a pile on the floor as this helps a room attendant more than you think if you're not gonna give them a tip for the room being cleaned it's not expected in the industry but if you want to give them any form of tip it doesn't have to be money wise is strip those beds for them and place the linen on the floor with your dirty towels and things. It saves them time and they will appreciate it. And also, remember to tip your hat to the apprenticeships because these are amazing apprenticeships, especially the hospitality ones. But also, apprenticeships are shaping the future of the UK hospitality industry. Let's not forget that, all right. Okay, so before I wrap up, um, I'm gonna move on to something and introduce you to a game-changer apprenticeships landscape, and it's scope Have you ever heard of it? Well, if you listen to my podcast regularly, you should know it by now. If not, grab those notepads. So, scope is a brilliant tool designed to help individuals identify their significant, or their seven significant strengths, or core strengths, um now that's not just what you're good at but what gives you the energy and passion but also it can look at what drains you or your energy zappers so for like if you already know me common sense is one of my biggest drainers and the reason why it's my biggest drainer is because not because i don't have common sense it's because i can't deal with people that don't have common sense or are not using their common sense And if people aren't using their common sense it drains me something chronic, and it has done this this previous week, um, where I've been uh, doing this new launch of an academy, and some people are not using their common sense, and it has literally drained me. And, I, and I'm looking at my strengths will and profile, and I'm going, yeah, it's that's that's my blocker for this one this week. So, looking at my strengths, I know I can go into next week a little bit better, but. Now, imagine harnessing this power within the realm of our apprenticeships that you're offering to your apprentices within your organisation. Now, for our young apprentices out there, it can be a daunting journey during an apprenticeship, and they can be saying and thinking things like, am I in the right field? Do I have what it takes? Well, Strengthscope can provide clarity. So, by pinpointing your um, significant seven strengths, your bubbling unders, and your drainers, it guides you towards roles and tasks where you'll truly shine. It's like having your personal GPS for your career pathway. Now, employers, listen up! Again, I have some information for you. Integrating Strengthscope into your apprenticeship program is like having a secret weapon. That's right. Um, When you understand the strengths of each apprentice, you can tailor their training, ensuring they're both competent and passionate. The result, well, a motivated, efficient, and above all, happy workforce. So so win-win, right? So here's the kicker. By combining apprenticeships with Strengthscope, we're not just creating workers, we're nurturing leaders or nurturing future leaders, I should say, innovators and industry shapers. It's about making every apprenticeship journey just not educational, but deeply meaningful. So, if you're diving into an apprenticeship or offering one, consider embedding Scope. It's the compass you didn't know you needed pointing the way to a brighter, more fulfilling future. So, to find out more, you can go back and listen to um, season one, episode two, which is called uh, Strengths in Careers, and hear how I have embedded it within my apprenticeships within the company that I work for. But if you're looking to find out more and want to embed a uh, strength scope in your apprenticeships or look at embedding a strengths based approach, approach within your organization, between your apprentices, your teams, your leaders, uh, or your future leaders, then reach out to me at Pete at creativemind.zone, as of my own strengths-based company, as I'm a qualified master strengths practitioner and can help you with this and show you how by embedding strengths within your organization is going to make your team Go from the pathway of limitation to the pathway of possibility and harness that zone of peak performance. So, gang. That is it from me for this episode. And it's quite a long one for the first episode of season two. I do apologize for um, the slight little bloopers in the background. I'm leaving them in because this is an honest and real frank conversation. So even with a ping of a notification coming on my my, uh, Mac um, and old Siri in the back uh, wanting to play U2, hey, it's all good fun. It's life. Let's not shine away from it. So, again, thanks for tuning in to uh, this first episode of Season 2 of Say As It Is With Pete. And I have been your host, Pete. Um, As always, drop me your thoughts, stories, questions, or just say hello. Um, So until our next episode, rendezvous uh, for Season 2, as we explore apprenticeship engagement more, keep your ears sharp and your mind sharper remember you are all awesome and have a fantastic week ahead